So, Mark, did you see that guy singing opera from his balcony at the Signature by MGM Grand, putting on a show for the entire neighborhood? Best part about it, his name is Bubba. Yeah, Bubba's got some pipes. It was kind of funny. I wish it was in, like, New York City or something so somebody would yell from the bottom, Shut the hell up! Yeah, exactly. We are missing that. It's cool to have balconies in Vegas, though. Cosmo, you can sing to the strip. Signature by MGM, you can sing to everybody. What's your favorite Vegas activity when you're drunk like that and having a good time at 2 in the morning? What do you do? Losing money, (laughs) smashing a pizza. I don't know, at 2 a.m., watching people dance weirdly at the Sand Dollar. All those types of things. You know, typical drunk stuff. Not as much fun as Bubba's having, though. (laughs) I don't know if I've ever sang in my underwear. That's for sure. Vegas Loop is slowly rolling out, and by slowly, uh, you know, it's a turtle's pace at this point. They're supposed to have 80-plus stations. We've talked about it so much, but a new development is emerging, sludge. Apparently, as they're building these tunnels, there's this toxic sludge that's accumulating. It's been up to two feet in certain areas, caused collapses and injuries as well. And apparently, it burns your skin when you touch it. I mean, we've seen this story before, right? Like, what I need you to do, Sean, is you got to go around get a rat and then four turtles, take it to the loop, put them in the sludge, and then we'll have superheroes. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, it's in the making, right? And Vegas needs that. We need our own set of superheroes. Vegas needs uh, some nuclear rats or something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what this stuff is. Workers are getting it on their skin and burning themselves and having to go to the hospital and it gets up to several feet high in some area. I don't, that doesn't sound safe. I don't want to be in a Tesla in a tunnel and have sludge like dripping on the car. What I don't know where this is coming from. Seems like it could be a potential problem. I don't know. If you're a betting man, do you think this ever gets done? I'm a little worried just because of the speed that they're doing it. And, you know, Encore, when they say is going to open up towards the end of this year. And that's just another extension of the convention center loop. And what are we almost four years into this now? For the record, OSHA fined Boring Company $112,000 over safety violations and they're appealing it saying that osha failed to establish that the alleged violations occurred so they are denying this and bloomberg was reporting from several workers who talked about the sludge so we'll see how it works out i'd love to hear them announce that they're building the main tunnels i feel like it's going to end at the convention center like they're going to get their little branches off of that and they'll probably be like you know what this isn't really working you know the joke is is one more lane of traffic underground going to help anything above ground probably not when it's all said and done i mean it'll be like kind of something fun you do like a touristy thing if it ever gets done i don't know i just don't feel that it's ever going to get to the point that it's immensely helpful i have my doubts big time doubts right now the main downside of vegas loop is that there's nothing that can compete with it so as long as that project's going there won't be any other mass transit solutions like gondolas or streetcars or anything else that could potentially help so we either need that or we need to get something else and unfortunately i think we're kind of caught in limbo here but let's hope they get the sludge thing figured out so they can build the rest of the system and hopefully everybody's okay that sounds crazy not great working conditions i wouldn't want to be down there i know we're team gondolas let's get that rolling it'd look awesome it should be fairly quickly to put it together i would think it's above ground you don't have to dig anything out you don't have to create lanes you just pop them up there let's go so let's move on to sour rooters now we've talked about sour rooters before on the show but i love this video that came out on x and it's basically telling people how to get rid of those people who are watching you at your machine you know them they're standing behind you waiting for you to lose so they can swoop in and get your bonus 
And he just simply starts taking a selfie and filming them, letting them know that he's doing that and seems to get rid of them. A little way to shame somebody who is harassing you. They are annoying. I mean, I, I don't like really anybody, wa even when you play table games, it feels uncomfortable if you get a lot of people watching you. You don't know what the motives are and stuff like that. And people are always asking you for money and, and things like that it's not as bad in vegas as it is other areas like you feel uncomfortable like you're rushed and you might leave because of that and that's what they're hoping for so i, I like that he calls them out and definitely should and get them to move on because you don't want them to snake a win from you because you felt like you needed to get out of there they made you feel uncomfortable I love watching Sour Rooters when they move into a machine and then they lose. It makes me feel good. Jasmine, my wife, loves to watch other people's bonuses. So she'll be playing and then, you know, the big noises in the casino. She'll hear a bonus and then she'll just stop and start staring at their machine from across the casino. And I'm like, stop, just play your game. Do you hate that when people are watching when you get a big win or a big bonus? No, I think that's fun. I mean, if you're at a machine and stuff and you're watching... Like, if you just come when you hear ding, ding, ding and watch the bonus round, I'll do that. I don't think anybody cares about that. Like, they want it to be kind of a fun experience. It's just when you're just ra randomly spinning and somebody's standing over your shoulder, it feels weird. So I don't think anybody minds bonus, you know, hawking or, or watching. But do you think anybody's ever sour-rooted uh, sour-rooter? <laughs> like, you just watch them swoop in, watch them lose and then go and win? That would be amazing. Sour root, a sour rooter. I love it. Yeah, that's the way to that's the way to do it. So we talk a lot about casinos on this show because this is Las Vegas. But would you believe on the Las Vegas Strip, 73.4% of all revenue comes from something other than a casino last year. Statewide, 36.6% of total revenue comes from the casino, but 26% on the Strip. Thanks to Mark Meltzer, who dove into the stats for all of this information. But yeah, are you surprised by that? The breakdown, hotel rooms are 33%. Food, 17.8%, beverage, 7.9%, and then other, which would include entertainment, 14.6%. Reinforcement that Las Vegas is a lot more than gambling these days. It is surprising because we've seen them have record highs for years now. Every month, it feels like that they have a new gaming record. So you'd think it'd be, okay, they're they're making a lot of money, but it, it's coming from gambling and it's still being driven by other stuff. And we've talked about room rates and how crazy they are. So it makes sense that rooms make up a big chunk of it. Every hotel has thousands of rooms and they're charging hundreds of dollars a night. They're getting that money off the top, whether you gamble there, you gamble somewhere else, you eat there, you eat somewhere else. You know, that's good. And that's maybe why we see like Resorts World, the occupancy is pretty high uh, in the reports and the numbers are better than you think because you walk through the casino, it's mostly dead. But if they're filling up those hotel rooms, that's, you know, a big chunk of the battle. So I am a little bit surprised that it doesn't make up more of it. But it also when you sit back and think of how expensive drinks, food and hotels are, it makes a lot of sense. So for fiscal year 2022, it was a little over 30%. So as we see, things are shifting more and more in that direction and gaming becomes less and less important, although still important, driving huge revenues. But as you say, it takes thousands and thousands of rooms to get 33% where the casinos are still bringing in 27% of revenue. It's always fascinating because people still think of Vegas like the old days where everything was a loss leader for the casino, where the casinos would be 60% plus of revenue for these properties. And that's not the case anymore. This is why everything's so expensive. Every single thing they do has to make a profit. Yeah, and I think that's why we see comp offers and stuff like that being stingier than we have in the past. You know, you, you don't get as much you know, free food or, or free rooms and, and stuff like that. And they still might hit you with the resort fees so that they at least recoup some money there. And it just isn't what it was 10, 15, 20 years ago. They've changed the way that they envision things. That's why we've seen buffets get pulled out right and left because those were a loss leader. They want to make money everywhere. And, you know, I can't blame them for that. And it's the reason the Excalibur's buffet is $32, like we talked about on the last show. 
because it's probably profitable at that price and not at $15 or $20. And that's why they do it. It's interesting economics in Las Vegas keeps changing and all of that stuff isn't going to get cheap except for at Slots of Fun where you can get $2 hot dogs and beers. So it still exists yeah. somewhere. They can still make money off of that. Maybe not a lot of money, but for a small area, you can do well with it if you keep it busy. Managed to get my little Slots of Fun reference in for the day. So I'm happy there about you. that. As a reminder, we have our Patreon $5 a month gets you access to our weekly after show where Mark and I dive deeper into Las Vegas. Patreon.com forward slash MTM Vegas. You can find all of the information there. Thanks to everybody who supports us. So heading over to the Adventure Dome, part of this massive $60 million renovation, we talk about slots of fun a little bit. They've done that new food court a few years ago, new pool area, a lot of other stuff at Circus Circus. And they are installing a new ride, a big dark ride themed around SpongeBob SquarePants. And it opens today. So head over there. Sally Dark Ride's one of the biggest manufacturers in the industry did it. Looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I've never been a huge Dark Ride fan. I think you're you're more into Dark Rides than I am, but no. <laughs> so neither one of us is a huge Dark Ride fan. No, I'm into it. I'm shaming you for, for not oh, liking okay. Dark Rides. <laughs> We didn't really talk about this in, in my trip video and stuff, but I did walk around Circus Circus quite a bit at, on Friday night, the first night there around 10, 11 o'clock at night. And the whole area, the rides were all going. Most of the machines were working and stuff. It, it looked a lot better than it did when I was in there, you know, seven, eight years ago where half the stuff wasn't uh, functioning. So, and they have some really unique rides in there. I, you know, I talked to you the next day and said, if I was like 16, 17, I'd go there on a date and hang out and, and ride some of the stuff. They had... A couple things I've never seen anywhere else, and I've been to quite a few amusement parks and, and stuff like this. So I think they are making an effort there. The Midway games, they were all fully staffed, even though nobody was playing them for the most part. Uh, it was a little bit too late for that. But, you know, you can still have fun in Circus Circus, I think. And hopefully they keep, you know, putting more money in than just the $60 million. It's a fun little park, and it hasn't gotten big additions for a long time. They got a new coaster maybe 10 years ago in El Loco, but... Very nice to see this investment. This is a big investment for that park. The only problem is since Phil Ruffin took over, they raised prices. It's like $60 for a ticket. You used to be able to buy individual ride tickets. Locals used to get a really good deal. And now it's like 60 bucks to go there, which kind of stinks. And I haven't been there for a while, but I'll go check out this new ride. It gives me a reason to go back over there. And there's also, are you familiar with this YouTube show called Spy Ninjas? Because apparently it's huge and millions and millions of subscribers and they're opening a Spy Ninjas theme park, basically a big giant kids play area, zip lines, all of that stuff. It's going to be the first one of its kind, kind of like Ninja Warrior a little bit. Uh, a lot of fun. I haven't watched this show. Yeah, I haven't. I've never watched it, never heard of it, but... Uh, yeah, and I don't know if calling this the theme park is accurate. Maybe, I don't know if that's coming from them or if the article just named that it's more of like a big dave and busters with a couple more things added to it which i love an arcade and i love you know the indoor activities and stuff like that so they're offering you a lot you know but i would just call it like a big arcade with like laser tag and i'll have to check out the videos i i've never seen never heard of it yeah let us know if you guys like this show because apparently it's coming to life this is the first location that they're doing it is off the strip sahara and buffalo so maybe 10 minutes west of the strip on sahara so we'll keep an eye on that when it opens the volcano at the Mirage is back officially, and that's good news. We don't know when it'll go away again, but it will be open every day, 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. I forget when the show was. Was it only 8 to 11 p.m. before? Seems like they did earlier shows, but maybe I'm just making that up. I feel like they did, but I don't know. You know, half the time it's not working or functioning. 
you know, when I'm there. So you don't feel like you get a good pulse on on what's going on. So maybe it, it was always 8 to 11. We just didn't realize it. I'm glad it came back. That was something we were worried about when they turned it into the mountain and all that stuff. So everybody gets a, another chance to look at it. Hopefully it never goes away, Sean, because they're going to buy Treasure Island and put the guitar in the middle and everybody will be happy. I mean, the Raj, we've talked about it, is still a really good property it doesn't really need much construction should have probably already started and it hasn't so maybe the volcano is going to be here to stay for a bit longer than we expected it's definitely here to stay for a bit longer than we expected because with the original announcement construction should have already started it should have closed permanently already but as of now hard rock is in a holding formation so we really don't know it could be years and years and years it could never happen who knows how that all goes they could just start the transition without the guitar tower a lot is up in the air there, but the volcano's there every hour, 8 to 11. Enjoy it while you can. So two of the biggest gaming manufacturers, IGT and Every, are merging in a huge $6.2 billion deal that they announced. IGT is one of the biggest gaming manufacturers, and they are based in London, although they were founded here. Every is based here, and the new company will be called IGT, based in Las Vegas. All kinds of games that you guys know and love. Wheel of Fortune from IGT, Cleopatra, some of those old school games like Texas T. Every has some of the cool co-branded games like Press Your Luck, Mask, Cash Machine, Zoltar, everything coming under one roof. I feel like everybody's merging in the last couple of years in, in our <laughs> arena of travel and hospitality and stuff like that and airlines. And I, whenever I hear these announcements, I'm always like, all right, well, we'll wait and see if it gets slapped down from the government saying, you know, not enough competition then and stuff like that. My thing about slot machines lately is they all look the same. The cabinets are looking similar and similar. The games are all looking similar and similar. Somebody does well with Buffalo, and then you have a, a you fake Buffalo. All the different Asian-themed games, Dragon games are big now. In fact, I just was at Durango the other day, and there's so many different Dragon games, I think, because of the Year of the Dragon. There are tons of new games, but they all look the same, and it's hard to determine who's the manufacturer and who's not. So I could see, you know, some maturity in this industry and perhaps saying, okay, well, their cabinet's similar to ours. Their games are similar to ours. Maybe some synergy will work better here. But this isn't expected to close until the end of this year, early next year. I believe IGT shareholders get 54% of the company and every shareholder's 46%. Yeah, I don't have much else to say about that other than we we need some innovation. I don't know. Everything's just looking the same now. Am I cranky? I don't know. I want like some skill-based slot games, you know, besides the poker and, and stuff like that. Like they brought out these video game slot games, which I thought were really innovative and cool when it came out. And then the claw game, but it's all just basically pulling a slot. You can play the video game, but at one point you just, you have to lose because that's the way it was predetermined. I'd like to see, Hey, if you're skilled, you should be able to make a little bit of money at this, put a part of that into it and make it that way. I think that would be really cool and fun. And, you know, put it kind of like a table game where the house advantage isn't as steep, but you know, you give your player a shot and then you'll get the people that think they're better than they are and come in and do stupid stuff and you'll make money off of that i guess so let's finish with this mark jacob from jacob's life vegas he posted on x talking about what are the vegas tips those cool little tricks that everybody knew that have been killed by social media in this age where everybody shares everything all the little underground tips are gone maybe not but we'll talk about it some of the interesting responses of course the 20 dollars sandwich giving somebody 20 dollars to check in anecdotally i haven't tried this just because i don't really care but i haven't tried it but i've heard that it takes a lot more than 20 dollars these days yeah i'd imagine with inflation it's got to be at least 50. <laughs> 
you know, I think it still does work depending on the person you get and it will work outside of Vegas. This has never been just a Vegas thing. I think you could do it in a lot of uh, hotels across the country. Sometimes they'll take your money and be like, hey, I've gave you a, a better view and just book you into the same room. So it's a risk. You just got to take it. Yeah. Some other ones, Koval as a backstreet. Yeah, that all died last year. I mean, Koval has been a mess. It used to be a great alternative to the strip. Herbs and rye, people said that's that famous happy hour off strip where they have half off steaks. Status matching is another one. Status matching was kind of low key for a while. And a lot of us were able to do well with that. And then social media and people like us sort of blasted it out there and it's become harder. Although, you know, we still have opportunities. Look at what's going on right now at Fountain Blue. They finally came around. So not dead completely. Yeah, it was way more under the radar and niche for people, you know, 10 years ago. And, and it kind of blew up probably like three four or five years ago and then everybody caught on and they started instilling new rules to stop the gaming and, and stuff like that but fountain blue gives us another hope yeah what goes around comes around the thing is social media is going to blow things up but the businesses still need to attract there's a reason a status match exists in the first place it's not just you know some blind thing to give us free stuff and so it does come around other things mentioned pinball hall of fame ellis island i don't know ellis island's been ruined by social media probably been bolstered it's why they've been able to expand and been able to improve the property a lot ubers at the airport i actually rode uber at the airport the first day it was legal and that was a lot of fun and there was nobody that knew about it and unfortunately that has changed I don't know if that's social media's fault, but Uber at the airport is a mess these days. Yeah, I don't think you can blame social media at all. It's just Uber becoming more popular, Uber and Lyft and all that. And, you know, the one thing we did used to talk about that I think kind of died was uh, going to the international terminal. There's less people. Now, every time I get on that train, I feel like it's almost as full as the other train, if not more. And I don't know if they moved some flights around, air airlines around so that people just have to go there naturally more or if more people know about it. I don't know what changed there, but it definitely, you know, a couple of years ago, there'd be two people on that train. <laughs> yeah, there are more people, but it's still a lot less crowded than the Uber yeah. area specifically at the other one. So yeah, let us know. Or do you have any ones that you thought of that weren't on the replies there? Things that have died in Vegas because of social media? That was the big one. And then, you know, the other one I wanted to point out was My Vegas. They said that that kind of died, but I feel like My Vegas was really, really great when it first came out. And then as they added more brands and stuff, they, they came out with more rules. And I used to do it a lot in the beginning. It was a lot of BOGO stuff, a lot of free play that you didn't need to be staying there to do. And I, I just think it just naturally took its course that became less, you know, rewarding. And I don't think that was so much social media. I mean, it's based on Facebook, so it kind of is already on social media. Yeah, that's funny. It is social media. Other apps did the same thing, like the Win Slot app, right? It's just a maturity of that. They were new. They were offering outsized rewards, and then more people did it. And just like that, you get less rewarding stuff. Although My Vegas is still going, so they've kept it to where it makes economical sense for them, and they've expanded it to all kinds of crazy places all over the world. So that's still good. But yeah, let us know in the comments what you guys think about this. What has died in Las Vegas? Would you sing opera off the balcony of the signature? Would you be happy if your neighbor did that? Gaming revenue compared to the rest. All the stuff we discussed on this show, hit us up in the comments. We do two shows a week, Tuesdays and Fridays, and we'll be back in a couple days with another show. Thanks so much for watching. Talk to you next time. Have a good week. And... <laughs> <laughs>